0: This program is presented by CreamCityUSA.com. This is Vincent Price. Here's another item for your Bermuda Triangle scrapbook. This one we will solve for you within the hour. The solution will be more simple, more complete, and more reasonable than most you've heard from that mysterious area. And yet, when you hear the solution, you may find it... More disquieting than the mystery. For then you will always wonder, when you've made a simple purchase at the store, a loaf of bread, a pair of shoes, a palatial new yacht, what else may be wrapped up in the package?
1: But, Henry, dear, it's an absolute dream boat. Now, isn't
2: it? Well, it is a pretty boat, Celia.
1: And the price! I would imagine that you and I could buy a boat like this at such a price.
2: Oh, Mr. Merrickin's price is good, my love. So good, in fact, that...
1: That what, dear?
2: That I wonder what's the matter with the boat. Is it haunted? that's
0: only the beginning of our story. Mutual Radio
3: Theater, a new adventure in radio listening. Five nights of exceptional entertainment every week brought to you in Elliot Lewis's production of the Mutual Radio Theater. Our story, The Voyage of No Return by Edward Borges. Our stars, Jeanette Nolan, Parley Bear, and Eddie Firestone. Mutual Radio Theater is brought to you by Sears, a name that means quality and value, a name that you can count on for service and dependability. Sears where america shops for value arnold palmer
2: back home in latrobe pennsylvania he got a start on the golf course here sitting on his father's lap helping to steer the tractor that mowed the fairways this is where he learned two things he never forgot his golf and his continuing concern for the meticulous care and upkeep of equipment
4: in those days i was in school when they were really maintaining the equipment i was uh helping do all aspects of it putting the penzoil in to actually rinsing the parts and when we were tearing the plugs out and of course it was my business to know what to do with all those things penzoil motor oil Arnold Palmer got to know his penzoil early having uh, lived here in Pennsylvania and not very far from where penzoil originated why it was a natural thing for me
2: the natural thing
4: You know, it seems
2: like asking for Pennzoil motor oil is the natural thing with all kinds of people who know a lot and do a lot. Pennzoil. Ask for it.
0: The story you were about to hear starts with a newspaper clipping. That clipping is from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And here's what it says. Guests at the Tropica Hotel, who came out for an early morning swim today, found a bizarre spectacle waiting for them down on the beach. Two corpses washed up side by side, each in full evening attire. No wounds, but quite dead. Police have tentatively identified the couple as Mr. and Mrs. George Willoughby of Akron, Ohio a retired factory executive, Willoughby, moved to Miami Beach with his wife about a month ago. There they are reported to have purchased a beautiful ocean-going yacht, the Flamingo. Since neither Mr. and Mrs. Willoughby had ever dipped their toes into an ocean before this month, it's unthinkable that they would have been so rash as to set out to sea alone in their new yacht. But the Flamingo which three days ago was tied securely to its Miami Beach moorings, has now vanished. Another weird blank from the world's most sinister stretch of ocean. Well, that's the clipping. Right at this moment, it doesn't mean a thing to Henry and Celia Grant, recently of Tripola, Iowa. Henry and Celia have been driving south down the west coast of Florida. At an out-of-the-way spot called Benson's Cove, they used a substantial part of their savings to make the purchase of their lives, a luxury yacht that they've named The Harvester. Right now, there's nothing on their minds except that life-fulfilled dream. But soon, they will remember the clipping. Oh, yes, yes, indeed, they'll remember.
2: Oh, Celia, I reckon we better stop gawking and get on board. What are you up to, Henry? The harvester's not gonna do as much good tied up here at the dock. I'm gonna figure out how to start the motor and away we'll go.
1: Henry, you can't do that. You've never been in anything bigger than a rowboat.
2: Oh, I think the old combine was as big as this yacht. And I imagine the machinery was about equally complicated. I've spent most of my life on one kind of machine or another. Have you forgotten already? Oh, Henry,
1: you're terribly smart around the farm, and you know I've never questioned that. And I don't mind drowning any more than you will. But I am not going to have you backing half our life savings into an ocean liner just because you happened to pull a wrong lever.
2: Want to run it yourself, my love?
1: (laughs) Oh, Henry. Now listen, honey. We have to find someone who knows all about ocean yachts and hire him as our crew. At least until you've had a chance to learn how everything works.
2: Well, I don't see that that's really- Hallelujah. Much... Your prayer's answered. Praise <sighs> the Lord. <laughs> he must have been very attentive. I wasn't even aware that I was asking the Henry, Lord. don't be
1: awful. Uh, what did you mean, young man?
2: Vernon Wallace,
5: ma'am, and I can see you understand how a man talks when he's been saved, always praising
1: him. Of course, and Henry understands too. Sometimes he just gets a little cantankerous.
5: Oh, I know how it is. I know how it is, and I don't mind a bit. Now, uh, would you be Brother Henry and Sister Celia? That... We are not brother and sister. We're married. Oh, <laughs> I get it. I get it, old timer. <laughs> Some kidder. Some kidder. Well, now, Mother Grant, uh, Brother Marican tells me he just sold this boat to a couple of rich Iowa farmers who don't know the stem from the stern. And if They don't want to just stand there on the docks drooling at it. He says they're praying right now for an expert navigator.
2: And you're an expert navigator? It is the way I make my living, sir, praise the Lord.
1: Oh, Henry, how wonderful. We will take him,
2: won't we? Well, I expect it'll be all right to watch somebody else for a few days till I get the hang of it myself. Great, great, great. Now, that's the spirit, old-timer. Listen, I'll just get my sea bag, and I'll be right with you.
1: Oh, so hostile to that fine young man
2: not hostile Celia maybe not entirely convinced
1: of what surely you're not going to be suspicious of a man who has been saved
2: not as a general rule but of course there's always
1: always what Henry?
2: always the case of Judas Iscariot Well, there he goes again.
1: Henry, surely
0: you're not objecting to a young man who'd rather sing one
1: of the great hymns instead of that heathen
2: rock and roll. No, no, I'm... It's very inspiring. Maybe before we get back to land, he'll learn another hymn.
1: I like it. Well, Henry, I see your wood carving again.
2: Yeah. I'm going to settle down to some serious time-wasting now, especially till I learn how to run this boat for myself.
1: Well, is that... It is! It's the harvester you're modeling. Yeah. And that's why you've been doing all the measuring all
2: over the boat. Well, it wouldn't do not to have the proportions right. Are you worried about shavings on this spotless deck, my love? Oh, of course not.
1: One sweep of the broom and they'll all be in the ocean, gone forever. Henry. I do like a young man, strong in the
2: faith. Me too, Celia. But the real religious folks don't go around shoving you into line. The ones who shove you are after something that's not good for you.
1: Honey, he carries his Bible with him all the time. And those pamphlets about salvation in his pocket. And he's always singing hymns. Yep,
2: packaged like soda crackers, to sell.
1: To sell what,
2: Henry? I don't know, himself, maybe.
1: Oh, what's that?
2: Thunder, my dear.
1: Oh, but that means a storm. Only a few minutes ago, everything was so calm and sunshiny and beautiful. Now, look at that horizon. Well,
2: it's often like that, even in Iowa. Uh, Celia, I think you'd better know. I've been prowling around the boat in odd places, taking measurements.
1: Yes, for your wood carving.
2: Yeah. This is going to be to absolute scale, inside and out. (laughs) Down in the hold, where normally neither one of us would ever look, under the firehouse, I found a loaded revolver.
1: Good Gracious.
2: Now, what's a Bible-carrying, pamphlet-packing, saved young man? doing with a loaded revolver. Well, I... Now, wait, Henry.
1: How do you know that's Vernon's gun? Is it yours? Well, it could have belonged to the previous owners.
2: Well, that's what I'd like to imagine, Celia. I'd like to imagine Vernon Wallace doesn't even know it's there.
5: Blast there, mates. Squalls ahead. Time for landlubbers to go below.
2: Do we... Uh, should we go, Henry? Why, of course, my love. In a storm, the waves will sweep anyone off the deck, just like the wood shavings.
1: Yes, yes, I'm sure you're right, Henry. Let's go below. That's a dreary rain,
2: Henry. <laughs> rain seldom makes anything more fun, my dear.
1: And we're trapped in here,
2: in in case... Well, out there, all he'd have to do would be to shoot, and we'd fall in the water, in here at least. Henry, what's this on the dresser? Well, oh, oh, that. And well, now, that's something else I found while I was prowling around this morning. I took up the mattress to measure the exact dimensions of the bunk from the floor, and there this was between the mattress and the bunk.
1: Why, it's a gold watch. How could yes, it have...
2: I, I know, old-fashioned type, but new. Now, it must have belonged to the original owner of the harvester. Well, I'll have to try to get it back to him. I guess he mislaid it. <laughs> and whatever Marikin did to redecorate the boat before he sold it again, he sure didn't take up the mattress. So he didn't find Willoughby's watch. Willoughby? Well, I deduce that, my love, from the inscription here. To George Willoughby from the gang at the plant, Akron, 1979. And there's a big 35 in the middle, I expect. That's how long he worked there.
1: Willoughby? Henry, didn't I read in the paper about a Mr. and Mrs. George Willoughby of Akron?
2: (laughs) No doubt, my dear. Hundreds of Willoughbys in the world. That's funny. Watch seems to be all wound up, but it doesn't go. Now, that's odd for a practically new watch. Let me take off the back here and see. Well. What is it? Well, no wonder the watch won't go. It's got a piece of paper stuck in the works here. Folded up like a message.
1: Is there a message, dear?
2: Yes, my love. There's a message. And I guess George Willoughby hoped the next owners of this boat would find it.
1: What's the message, Henry?
2: One word. Looks hastily scrawled. Murder. How she plays? No, how she looks. In action-proof eye makeup from Maybelline. Like Ultra Big Ultra Lash Mascara. Smear-proof, smudge-proof, waterproof. So long, longest-looking lashes stay in the thick of the action.
4: Game, set, and match.
2: Action-proof.
1: Keeps you looking good after the action, too.
2: Ultra Big Ultra Lash Mascara. Incredibly long-looking lashes without flaky fibers. From Maybelline.
0: Smashing. It's athletes versus MS. Meet golf champion, Lee Trevino. One day, you're a happy guy like me, Lee Trevino. Walking around, swinging your clubs, and out of the blue, you get struck down by multiple sclerosis, the great crippler of young adults. Right now, there's no cure for MS, but there's hope through research. Half a million victims of MS and related disorders may be invalids, one way or the other, all their lives. Join Lee Trevino. Support your local chapter of the National Multiple Sclerosis Society. I'm sure you've all had a visit from a relative you really didn't want to see, or a guest who just wouldn't go home at bedtime. But I hope you've never found yourself with a visitor who might be a threat to your life, or again might not. That's now Henry and Celia Grant's problem with their navigator on the harvester.
1: You remember, dear, the Willoughbys of Akron. Washed up on shore in their formal clothes, both dead.
2: Willoughby. Yes, I do remember now.
1: And they had bought a boat, the Flamingo. A boat a lot like this one.
2: They were high society, not farmers. Uh, uh-huh. Probably they usually celebrated by dressing for dinner, and but if they were out on the ocean celebrating their new boat... Yes,
1: if they were out on the ocean, what happened at that dinner party? What... Oh... That watch,
5: maybe. Hi, old timer. Evening, Mother Graham. Hello, Good evening. Well, what's the matter? My old friends sound on edge. We are.
2: Yeah, the ocean's getting a little rough, I will admit. Are you seasick? Uh, No. No, we got on the other side of that by noon. Good, good, great.
5: You old timers always did set the pace for us youngsters. And a storm at sea can be pretty scary, too. Every crack of thunder sounds like it's going to split you right in two. And every time a wave hits, old Trump pitches just like it's headed for the bottom. I won't blame you if you get uneasy.
2: We're not afraid of the storm, Vernon. And you
5: are right, old Tommy, Tie the old stick in place, head straight into the waves and relax. Ride right through a tidal wave.
1: Vernon, this afternoon down in the hold, Henry found a gun.
5: Oh? This gun, you mean? Yes, Vernon. That gun. Well, now, I didn't mention it to you folks, because I didn't want to worry What would worry us, Vernon? I told you that anything that had to do with navigation, I'd take care of, and I can, and I will. Yes, Vernon. But in the past few years, in the Bermuda Triangle, there have been lots of boats like this. Yeah? They sailed out to sea with expert navigators at the helm, and the weather, perfect.
2: But they disappeared.
5: Without a trace.
2: Well, now, how... uh, How could that be, Bernard? Well,
5: there is buried treasure in these parts. And adventures go looking for it. And sometimes those adventures run into pirates. Real 1980 pirates. Complete with planes and battleships, see? And that's what this gun is really about. Because I want to take good care of you folks. One
2: pistol against planes and battleships.
1: We're not even looking for buried treasure.
2: Ah, but you see...
5: You're in a treasure.
2: The fl— I mean, a the
5: harvester. These pirates pick up a boat here, a boat there, just by getting rid of its owners. And they sail this stolen vessel into an old out-of-the-way cove... Like sub- uh, Benson's Cove, for instance? Sure, old time, I like Benson's Cove. They alter the boat's outward appearance, they repaint it and equip it with forged papers,
2: or sell it again as soon as they can.
1: At a bargain price? Of
2: course. And so long as they didn't overwork any one spot too often, they could keep up this kind of piracy forever without being caught.
5: Right on the money. But how
1: could these pirates get hold of their stolen boats in the first place?
5: <laughs> That's easy, Mother Grant. When they sell a stolen boat, they just sell it to someone who have to have a crew. And they arrange for one of their own men to be that crew. They give him a Bible, a few salvation tracks picked up from local revival meetings. They tell him to mumble a few hymns he's learned on the farm before he went to a farm school. Create credibility among the gullible agents. Credibility is the magic word today. Oh, right, right on, right on. (laughs) With credibility, you can always find some rich dummies who's got lots of dough but no brains. And they'll invest a fortune in a boat when they don't even know which end sails forward. Yeah, but you'd, you'd never fall into such a dumb trap, would you, old timer?
1: But I still don't understand.
5: Just ask me, Mother Grant.
1: What happens to the owners of a stolen boat.
5: Why, this rogue the suckers trusted just waits for a good storm. Then he just points a gun, like this one, at his victims, like this. And he orders them up on deck. And in seconds the waves from the storm just take care of the owners.
2: Even if their bodies are washed up on shore, there'd be no sign of any violence on them. Another... Strange mystery of the sea.
1: Victims of the Bermuda Triangle. Just like the newspaper said.
2: You're right, Mother Grant. Dead right. But, uh, what if the victims refuse to go? Refuse to go? Yes. What if the victims won't do what the villain says?
0: Product value. Sears Laboratories work to maximize that value for you. Its manufacturing consultants work with products and their manufacturers to cut production costs. One example is our power spray carpet cleaner. Its plastic parts require molds to form them. Molds are expensive, especially certain designs. So our manufacturing consultants recommended designs that cut mold costs. End result, a better value for you. Sears Laboratories. One reason Sears is where America shops for value.
4: The Consumer Information Center of the U.S. government presents an easy way to get useful information. Just send the coupon portion of your radio to Pueblo, Colorado for a catalog listing more than 200 helpful federal publications, more than half of them free. If the coupon from your radio is missing, send your name and address on a plain piece of paper to free catalog, Pueblo, Colorado, 81009. That's Pueblo, Colorado, 81009. Send no
0: radios, please. What if they refuse to go? What kind of a question is that for a helpless elderly man staring into the business end of a revolver? And if the man holding the gun is asked a question like that, what can he answer? What do you mean, what if they refuse to go? What if
2: they refuse to be this bad man's suckers? Oh. Well. In that case, this fella'd just aim his gun at the tomb, pull the trigger twice like this. When I found that gun, Vernon, I removed the firing pin and dropped it overboard. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I see you did. Now, how'd you manage that? Farmers these days spend most of their lives with machinery. Taking apart a firearm is simpler than most jobs I used to have in a day. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it is, huh? Yeah, you spend a
5: few years in the city, you forget what life on a farm is really like. Well. Well? In a case like this, a nasty pirate fella'd have to go at it the messy way, wouldn't
1: he? What would that be, Vernon?
5: to use this pistol for a hammer and beat out the brains of his stubborn victims.
2: But uh, he'd run into a problem there, too. Oh, really? Such as? Uh, one hint, Vernon. If you go on with this kind of work, don't ever call your elders old-timer. Oh? They don't like it. And what's more to the point, for your business, they don't trust anybody who does it. You remember I've been carving wood off and on ever since we put out sea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. So that. Since I found that gun, I've been careful to keep the knife right here in my pocket, and you can see it's unusually sharp, and I'm quite expert with it. Well, well, well. More goes on the minds of you old codgers than one might think, huh? Now I know Vernon. At some point, you're planning to throw that gun in my face. That's what I'd think of in your fix, but I advise you don't try it. Why not? Well, in the first place, old codgers also dodge a lot quicker than you think. In the second place, the boat's pitching pretty wildly now, and the chances of your aim going true are very slight. And in the third place, if you try it, I shall most certainly stick you with this in the front and out the back. (sighs) Nice old man like you. I've killed more hogs than you have mosquitoes, young man. Now, if I were you, I'd drop that gun.
5: Thank you. Listen, you ice blooded pig sticker. When you found that
2: pistol, why didn't you just take it and shoot me? Without being sure what you were? Why, that would have been murder, young man. Now, I have one more question for you. Celia, uh, hand me that watch. Yes, dear. What is George Willoughby's watch doing? Willoughby's you? watch? You're mad.
5: With this message,
1: Vernon.
2: Now, come murder. On. Come on now, who are you and what are you doing here? And what's that name you keep confusing with the Harvester? Young man, are we the new tenants of the Flamingo? Give me the watch! You have
4: to stand back! Ah! Look out, you young man! Henry, are you all right?
2: Yes. Yes, my dear, I'm all right, but. I think Mr. Wallace may need a little nursing. I'll keep my eye on him, but you can take a look at him.
1: I'll just do that, Henry.
2: Be careful, Sina. I will! Dear.
1: Henry, no one can help Vernon now.
2: Oh, oh my, I, I didn't mean to kill him, honestly, Celia.
1: I believe you, Henry.
2: As he came at me, the, the boat lurched, and I fell right against his chest with...
1: He was intending to kill us, dear, we were only defending ourselves, and you had an accident. Anyone
2: could see that. Yes, 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 of course. At least I think so.
1: What do you mean, Henry?
2: Well, you know, you thought he was such a wonderful young man. Yes,
1: I did. Clean-cut, courteous, considerate.
2: right, but... and helpful and safe. Yes,
1: but that was all a fake. He is... he was a thief, and... And a killer.
2: Yes. We know that now, but who else knows it? Perhaps he's done this sort of thing before. Well, I'm sure he has. But the only people who know that are at the bottom of the sea where he intended to put us.
1: Something dropped out of his inner coat pocket.
2: What? Well, his Bible. And those papers on Yeah, it. just really tracts. See, it says on the cover here. Yes. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord.
1: Oh, no. It's a message
2: to us. No, Celia, you just said it was an accident. (sighs) Yes, but you said who else would know it? Yes, 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 I did. Anybody else who knew him might have thought of him just as you did at first.
1: Henry, there has to be some proof of who he was and what he was. Something we can show people and they'd be certain to believe.
2: us. Well, we've never... We've never looked into his cabin. It wouldn't have been nice. Well, we'd better look now. Steady, steady, oh, my dear. The waves are really getting rough.
1: Yes. Here's his cabin.
2: Oh, he's locked the door. Now, he always did, but of course it is our boat, and I have a key too. There we go.
1: I found the light switch. Be careful.
2: Oh, look
1: how neat everything is. The bed made. Everything picked up. My goodness, our Raymond never kept a room like this, I must say. Oh, well,
2: boys, don't, you know, dear. At least not ordinary boys.
1: Well, here's his suitcase.
2: Yeah, let me get it up on the bed.
1: It's locked.
2: Well, I'll open it with a knife.
1: Henry, that's... that's
2: the knife. I know. I... I wiped the blood off on his clothes. I, here, let me get at that lock. Oh, Henry, I'm afraid. Of what now? We don't know what's inside the suitcase. No, but we've got to find out.
5: Why, it's...
1: <gasps> it's full of money.
2: There must be hundreds of dollars in bills and... And also neatly bundled.
1: You'd expect that.
2: Where do you think he got him?
1: I... Well, from... From his evangelism, maybe... You remember he said he did take up collections. And sometimes there's lots of money in even one of those collections. So
2: if anyone found him with all this money, he could say it was from the Lord for the Lord's work.
1: Perhaps it was, Henry. He did seem like such a nice
2: young man. Celia, have you forgotten the gun in his hand when he ordered us on deck? And the clicks when he tried to shoot us? But Henry, maybe he thought we were trying to kill him.
1: Maybe he was a nice young man, but he carried the gun to protect himself from
2: from people like us. Oh, come on. You don't really believe that.
1: But other people might. They very well might, especially if they found us here with his corpse and his suitcase and all his money.
2: Well, it... Well, if they do that, no. No, by thunder, they won't do that.
1: Why won't they? Henry? No
2: one saw us leave. So if if we just dispose of Vernon's body. Dispose? Chuck it overboard, Celia. Into the sea. But the body might someday wash ashore. Even so, they could never prove, never even suspect that the body came from this boat. But Henry Yes. What if there's been a mistake? kind of a mistake. I don't know if I knew it it wouldn't be a mistake. My dear, there is always a possible mistake. But our worst mistake would be not to take reasonable precautions. Perhaps so, Henry. Then let's do it. Right away. Ah! Ah, Celie, what is it? Out the porthole there. Toward the horizon. I, I don't see anything.
1: It's gone now. But there in the sky, there was a light! A
2: light? Oh, you mean lightning.
1: No, Henry, a light! Round, steady, in one place, glowing like a giant sea monster's eye. Celia,
2: you're letting your imagination run away with you now.
1: Well, you know Vernon did say, this is a very strange part of the ocean. Some people have brought back weird Weird, frightening tales. Who knows what might be out there.
2: Celia, we have plenty of problems right inside this boat without worrying about spooks outside. Now, come on. Let's get this young man overboard.
1: Of course, Henry. You know best.
2: I'll then buy a bunch
0: today. That's
3: your new TV commercial, Mr. Sloak, for Snacky Crackies with Raisin Pits. How much did that actually cost me? Cost? Yes. Well, we're still adding it all up here. 42,000. TV is so expensive. Hmm, not as long as there aren't any changes. D- did I mention there may soon be a worldwide shortage of raisin pits? One TV version without raisin How pits. How much will that add? to three thousand? And we want to tell Health Nuts we make snackies with uh, Health Nuts. Uh, Two hundred and seventy-nine. And we need a version that will talk to the financial community. We'll put the singing mouse and the dancing bunny in a business suit for... Let me uh, add that one for you. If business conditions uh, make it necessary, with radio you can afford to change commercial. Commercials fast. If you want to really target consumer groups, it won't cost a fortune to make commercials that fit each audience. Put amazingly flexible radio to work as a primary medium. Radio, it's red hot. For the red hot facts, call this station or the Radio Advertising Bureau. They brought you this message.
0: Vincent Price again, and here's the fourth act of The Voyage of No Return. You know, Henry... Yes, my love?
2: When we've
1: disposed of Vernon... Yes, Celia? Well, it'll be just as he said. What do you mean? He was right. Neither you nor I know the first thing about navigating a boat, even in perfect weather. We'll never... Come
2: on, Celia. Let's get back to Vernon. We've got to face this situation as we've faced everything else for the last 43 years. One thing at a time. Yes,
1: Henry. Of course.
2: Steady. There's nothing to fear from Vernon anymore.
1: Poor boy. He looks almost like our Raymond asleep, doesn't he?
2: Well, Raymond never tried to kill us that I know of. Come on. You got to get rid of him.
1: One thing, he's just bled in front there. There won't be any messy cleaning up to do. No,
2: it won't be like the time Raymond cut his foot with the axe. With the... Oh, my dear, I, I'm afraid I'm not quite strong enough to do this alone. Could you, would you, take his other leg and help me? Yes, of course, Henry. You see, uh, let me get this door open. Uh, there. Uh, but don't go out on deck. Just push him out of the waves will take care of the rest
1: The boat gave such a lurching, flung me out here on the deck. I know.
4: Me too. And they slammed the door after. Where? Where's Vernon? He went over with that first wave. Then we'll never see him again. No, but if we don't get back inside fast, we'll join him. Now,
2: watch your footing. Ah. Water's made the deck as slippery as oil. Ah. Ah. No, no, no. It's all right. Ah. Just a few
5: more inches and... Henry! That light! What? It's blinding
0: me!
2: Oh. What's he saying? He, he, he wants us oh. back inside. And we better go, too. Oh, I... I can't get the door open! Oh. The, the wind's blowing so hard! Let, let me help. I'll come on, we'll... We'll both pull. Oh. Hard now! Hard as you can! Oh. And that next one will pull, your There now. We're safe.
1: Safe? With that light hanging in the sky above <coughs> us and that voice. What could it. Wait. I know. I know.
2: What do you know, my dear?
1: Henry! Don't you see? Out the porthole in that last flash of lightning, about half a mile away, there's a ship out there—a giant ship. Yes.
2: Yeah, yes, I thought I saw something. Do it—it—it it, it could have been.
1: And that light hanging in the sky—don't
2: you understand? It's a helicopter from that ship. Yes. Yes, that—that that would explain that voice. But—but but why in this terrible storm? Oh, Henry, darling, it's all too clear. Vernon was a pirate! Oh, one man a pirate, Celia. For heaven's sakes, pirates traveled together in. Oh. In. Oh, good heavens.
1: Yes, exactly. In ships like that one up here. They might even be going to land on our deck with that helicopter and then. They'll... Hey,
2: Celia. Listen to me now. Go back to Vernon's room, turn out the light, and lock the door. Do you hear? Unlock it only if you hear me say so. Well, what will you do? This knife isn't much, but they'll have to get past me to get to you.
1: No! I won't leave you, Henry. Whatever is going
2: to happen to you is going to happen to us. Celia, I insist. I demand. Henry, it's going to be all right. What? What's going to be all right?
1: In that flash of lightning I saw the helicopter right out that porthole and below it two men on a rope ladder.
2: Well then they'll be here in no time at all.
1: Yes, but on the underside of the helicopter I saw red stripes and the words United States Coast Guard. Oh friend.
2: God thank. God thank. God.
1: We'll be safe now. And I I suppose there's no sign of Vernon. Not
2: a trace.
1: Oh. Oh, but, Henry, you know that money. We must try to get
2: it back to the people it belongs to. Celia, there's no way to find out who they were or who owns which part of what. What do you think we should do with it, Henry? Perhaps some worthy
1: cause. Oh, heavens. What, Henry?
2: That money. If those Coast Guardsmen should get suspicious... But why should they? They said... You said there wasn't any trace... Of Vernon. But how could we explain all that money in his suitcase? Oh, I see what you mean. It'll look more than ever as though we've killed
1: Vernon for his money and disposed of him. Come
4: on, open up. It's the United States Coast Guard. Open the door.
1: It's... it's not locked.
4: Don't move. We've got you covered.
1: I'm... I'm not moving.
4: Where? Where's the man who was just with you?
1: Henry, he's right... he's... He was here just a moment ago. I don't know where he is now.
0: Watch her.
4: I'll look around. Uh, We saw him in the searchlight. He has to be here.
1: Oh, Henry's here, young man. He was just standing beside me. But you be careful what you do. Henry may be frightened, but he wouldn't hurt a fly. And don't you hurt him!
4: Don't worry, ma'am. We know what we're doing. Where's the crew for this boat, ma'am?
1: There's no crew, young man.
4: Uh, we're checking all boats from southern Florida now out at sea. Why should you do that? We're looking for a young man. We've trailed as far as a place called Benson's Cove. And there we lost him. His name is Vernon Wallace. Oh,
1: what about this, Vernon Wallace? Oh!
4: What have you done to my husband? Well, uh, uh, take it easy, lady.
2: Now just relax. Henry, really-
4: no one will be hurt.
2: What have you no, no, done? No, no, no.
4: All right, see, just a
2: little distraction for the officers.
4: Davidson, I think the storm has jarred this man's brain. How so, sir? Well, I found him in the aft cabin, standing on the bunk, throwing his suitcase out the porthole. When I ordered him to put up his hands, he tried to climb out the porthole himself. He didn't stop when I fired a shot into the air. I I had to drag him back. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm all right
2: now, officer. I... I'm afraid the terror of being adrift in this storm unhinged me for a moment.
4: Don't worry about it, sir. We all have our wobbly moments in the face of the unknown. Hey, this night must have been pretty terrible for both of you. Oh,
1: it was that, young man. Yeah,
4: well, I could tell you some stories. Not now. Yes, sir. Uh, You'd probably like to have Davidson here pilot the boat back to harbor for you. Oh, we'd be
1: so grateful, officer.
4: The helicopter and the patrol boat out there will both be keeping an eye on you. Uh, Splendid. Before I leave, is there anything else? Uh, Why? Uh, What else would there be? I was hoping you might be able to give us some word about young Vernon Wallace. Why? The authorities want to talk with him. He fits the description of a mystery man who's been specializing in robbery and murder on the high seas. Oh. Oh, there's some harebrained talk about a Vernon Wallace being connected with a 20th century pirate gang. Uh, That's crazy, of course.
1: Oh, yes. Uh, Crazy.
4: But since you can't tell me anything about him, uh, I'll be on my way. Uh, wait. Uh, Yes, sir? I, uh... I do have something to
2: tell you about Vernon Wallace.
1: Henry!
0: The conclusion of our story after these words. Little Miss Muffet sat on her tuffet, eating her curds and whey. Along came a spider and sat down beside her and frightened Miss Muffet away.
2: Children are naturally frightened of many things creepy crawly bugs, sleeping in the dark, or maybe just baiting their own fish hook. And millions of children are unnaturally
3: frightened by something else, child abuse.
1: Every year, millions of children suffer physical, emotional, or sexual abuse, or neglect, at the hands of their own confused parents, neighbors, or relatives. You can do something to change that. Please
3: help. This is Roy Rogers.
1: And Dale Evans reminding you that child abuse can be prevented. Write, Prevent Child Abuse, Box 2866, Chicago, Illinois, 60690.
3: That's Prevent Child Abuse, Box 2866,
2: Chicago. Abused children are helpless unless you help. A public service message of this station, the Advertising Council, and the National Committee for Prevention
3: of Child Abuse.
1: Is this wise?
2: Wise and urgent. As you say, Commander, the shock of all this did unhinge me for the moment, though not quite in the way you think.
1: Why are you doing this, Henry?
2: Because there is a man in Benson's Cove who must be arrested at the earliest possible instant. Benson's Cove, sir? Gregor Marikian, the man who sold us the flamingo. I think I can tell you things you ought to know about him, about International Pirates, and
4: and about Vernon Wallace. I'm especially glad you changed your mind about Wallace. Especially glad about Wallace? Well, you can see lying right there, sir, his name on the cover of that Bible, and the Bible soaked in fresh blood. Naturally, uh, we'd have always wondered.
0: People will put in a
4: long day because Afico is me. Well, there have been times when a customers come into Avco Financial Services on, say, a Friday night with a personal problem, so we've kept the office open and closed the loan.
0: 9,000 people will go out of their way because Afico is
2: me. We make it a point to process paperwork real quick, get you the money in one day if we can. I guess you could say we have a service attitude.
0: 9,000
1: people simply won't rest Till they're the people when you borrow you like best
4: If a customer needs some special help or some kind of personal attention, we'll go that extra distance.
0: Our people put you in the best company Because APCO
4: is me Well, I've even been known to make house calls. Because APCO Scott Chamberlain, Stone Mountain, Georgia. Is me. The Avco people in your town put you in the best company. Look in the phone book for the office nearest you.
3: The Mutual Radio Theater is brought to you five nights a week at this time. Tonight's original radio play, The Voyage of No Return, was written by Edward Borgers and produced and directed by Elliot Lewis. Your host was Vincent Price. Our stars were Jeanette Nolan. Harley Bear, and Eddie Firestone. Featured in the cast were John Shea and Michael Rye. The music for Radio Theater was composed and conducted by Nelson Riddle. John Harlan speaking. The Elliott Lewis production of Radio Theater is a presentation of CVI.
5: This is Cicely
1: Tyson. Join us tomorrow when I'll have another story that illustrates
4: one of love's many faces.
2: This is Ajax with a reminder to join us again next time for comedy, music, mystery, and drama on CreamCityUSA.com.